Choose your player. Hello, my name is Matthew French. I go by he, they pronouns, and I have been obsessed with Storm since age seven. The one word that sums up my obsession is fears. And welcome to another episode of Your Nerdy Obsession, the podcast where we uncover people's nerdy obsession. I'm Michael Owen Ackenbach, as always. And today we have a friend, a former co-worker, a journeyman of life. <laughs> My friend, Matthew French is on the show today. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Oh no, I can't hear you. I'm amazing. <laughs> I can't. I just can't eat overall. I can't. Today is a struggle. It is a struggle. You would think I was a six-year-old woman who had never touched a computer before. It was a little bit, y'all, to get uh to get on today. But you know, we're here. We're we're ready. Uh, Matthew, introduce yourself to my listeners. Um, I'm super excited about the topic, so we'll jump right into it, too. But, like, in, in, introduce yourself first, everyone. Hi, everybody. My name is Matthew French. I go by he, they pronouns. I am the founder of Awesomely Authentic, a diversity, equity, inclusion, branding slash training workshop. That's my five to nine. In my nine to five, I teach by doing L&D, diversity and inclusion in the tech space. She's currently in the job search right now because I was laid off as well <laughs> from a tech company. <laughs> um, and I also have taught media studies courses at Old Dominion University, my alma mater, go to you, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, for about the past seven years where I focus on media and the intersectionalities of race, gender, and sexuality. So that's me. Nice. I love it. And like I said, we're super excited about this topic. You, you, when you introduced yourself to me and I talked about this part of my life, the podcast in particular, you mentioned this, that you wrote, was it your thesis on this subject or a dissertation? Yes, it was my master's thesis. It's a podcast, it's a, so people can't see it. It's a book. But it's a book. <laughs> she is almost 300 pages. It's called The Surrounding Storm, Constructing Queerness Through Superhero Fandom and Socio-Historical LGBT Movements. Love that so much. So, as he said in the title, everyone, it's Storm, the X-Men goddess Storm is the best way to, that I would describe it. Um, I looked up on some of my research and everything like that, but I want to hear from you, Matthew. What is Storm to you? Yeah, you know, um, so I grew up in a really small town called Pocahontas, Virginia. It's like in the Appalachian Mountains. Google it. It's <laughs> really out there. Um, 
And so I first learned and saw Storm in X-Men, the animated series. So like the 90s version. And then I had seen some later versions that were, I think it was called X-Men Evolution on WB. Yes. These are the two that I grew up with too. I fucking love it. Nightcrawler came in and then Evolution or then they also had like a high school one like way later on, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Go on. Yeah, and then they had like, I think it was like uh, Wolverine and Friends. Yes. So, you know, it was interesting where, I don't know, it was something about her I was immediately drawn to. Where I grew up, there was a huge, I grew up on a farm, so there was a huge field beside our house. And like before a storm would be coming in, like down the valley, because we were in between two mountains, it would just be like black and dark and like the wind would be gushing and it would be like, oh, the lightning. And so I would actually pretend I was her. Oh. Um, yeah, so it was this feeling of, of controlling my environment when actuality as a gay kid in small town America, my entire environment was controlling me all the time. But my love for Storm made me feel powerful in that moment. What kind of farm was it? Like visually I'm because I'm from Iowa, so I know farmland. So like I'm picturing like the corn hasn't gotten knee high yet. So you're like looking and the storm's rolling in and it's a beautiful sunset. I'm get this very picture at so, what, what it was. Was that kind of what aided to the control aspect to you could like control it moving and all that <laughs> stuff? Is that kind of what it was? So we are um, where I'm in the mountains, basically okay. where we're at. Like if I was looking straight down the valley, you could see a mountain on each side of you. So when a storm comes yeah. through, it does funnel. And the fields beside our houses were mostly used for just like hay um, and occasionally like animals and such. But so I would stand <laughs> out there where... No one, of course, could see me. Um, and it was the most powerful thing in life. You know, it was oh, like whenever you do lightning and just like, I don't know, hand movements as a child seemed to really just like oh, make you control things. Same. I, I don't know if it was uh, just like growing up in the 90s as a as a gay kid and coming out or figuring out. But like I also like any person that had powers that came out of their hands or connected to their hands. I was like, I'm all about it. Uh, telekinesis like everything i was like let's do this have you seen the tv show the magicians on sci-fi i have not but it is on my watch list because okay. it looks pretty it, it's great it's very pretty but they do a form of like magic but it also is a form of yoga apparently but it's like hand movements and it's like you do these random symbols move connections move into like the next part and then that's how they produce their magic, right? Oh, yeah. Look it up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then there's also hand yoga is what it's called. It's like some special term, but it's like the idea of creating energy with your hands and all that. Yeah. See, anything with pretty powers, count me in for it. Oh, right? Uh, and X-Men, getting back to the subject at hand, had so many people with pretty powers. Uh, and for people who maybe who don't know Storm as a pop culture icon, uh, can you give kind of a rundown of who Storm is? Maybe a little backstory if you want to, but what her powers are and where she stands. Yeah, sure. So um, Storm first appeared in Giant Size X-Men number one, I think, which was like mid 70s, 74. 75. Nice job. <laughs> um, I wrote my thesis on it, girl. So believe me. 
Uh, <laughs> I expect 100% on nerdy knowledge. Right? <laughs> and so she was actually part of like when Wolverine got released, Nightcrawler. Um, so it was when Marvel Comics was trying to diversify the X-Men and to make them more enjoyable by the masses. And so she was a part of that team that first got brought in in Giant Size X-Men number one. Storm is considered an Omega level mutant, which basically means she's like one of the most powerful mutants. She can control the weather. So anything from hurricanes, typhoons, tornadoes, snow, wind. That's also how she flies is by using the currents of the wind. She's also a master thief because that's how she grew up in, I forgot, is it Kenya, I believe? Um, but she grew up there as a thief. Professor X founder brought her in to the X-Men. Um, she's had a lot of leadership positions throughout her tenure in the comic books. She showed up in the movies. She's been in most of the cartoons. She's had her own runs. Um, she's been married to Black Panther and divorced. Black Panther left her in such a weird way. He basically was just like in one panels, like, bye, girl. And I was like, what? What? Really? Um, I did not see. I saw that they were married and divorced, but oh, that's shady. Shady. It was <laughs> horrendous how he left her. Um, she also can be seen in like Universal Studios. She's one of the few characters that actually has a ride. It's called Storm Force. And she is just an amazing woman who seems to hold the interest of a lot of queer folks which is why I decided to do my thesis on her and became even more obsessed and dove deeper into who she was as a character. I think also, and obviously you wrote your thesis, is she one of the first uh, black portrayed superheroes? Um, she is one of the first. Um, there were a few others before, prior to her. As far as reaching like commercial, large print, part of a team, um, she was one of the first like black women in comics. Even though whenever Cockrum and Wayne first created her, like she has blue eyes, um, she has white hair. It comes from like her past as part of a shaman-esque background as being a mutant. But they actually created Storm in interviews they said to not even give her a race. Like you were supposed, she was supposed to be unintelligible as far as like what her race was. She didn't want people, they didn't want people to like know for some reason. But I mean, she clearly is, looks like a powerful black woman, which I think embodies a lot of the um, strength that queer kids especially will try to pull from when we see these powerful women in pop culture. Mm. Uh, talk a little bit more on that. <laughs> I don't know how to, I, I want, I want you to like dive into your thesis a little bit, but I also want to stick to the, the script a little bit. So I want to first talk a little bit about what the thesis entailed. Like, how did you connect storm to the LGBTQ community more? And how did you kind of dissect that? I started just being like, I'm obsessed with storm. And I started noticing like a lot of my friends would always play her in video games where we were playing like X-Men legends on PS2. And I just always found that really interesting. And a lot of like drag Queens would like cosplay as her. I just decided I was like, you know, I, I want to do my thesis on a longitudinal look at a pop culture icon. And so she was one of my favorites, and I did a survey where I surveyed her LGBT fans. So I went to, like, forums of Storm fans and just was like, if you're queer, fill this out. And so it was a really cool way that I tried to figure out how fans kind of, they, like, encode meanings onto things, even if that isn't what the meaning was made to be, right? But we use our own life experiences to figure those things out. And so how they kind of understood 
their own queerness and define queerness through Storm as a character. It was really interesting to find that people found 90s Storm from X-Men the Animated Series. Um, her queer fans were much more connected to that version of her versus um, Halle Berry in the films. Mm. And I deep dive into like my thesis about how the 90s version very much so lends it to this like overperformance of femininity and power. She even gives a little bit of drag queen vibes. She gives huge drag queen vibes in the 90s animated series. Matthew. <laughs> she does like that deep ass boy. <laughs> yes. And the look, first off, everyone was drag queen in the 90s animated X-Men kind of because every one of their outfits that they wore 24-7 no way Jubilee would have that yellow raincoat on the entire time right so, <laughs> everywhere everyone was always in costume always ready to go I'm like that's a drag queen anyways <laughs> <laughs> and then when you look at Halle Berry Halle Berry was much more like assimilationist ideas of mm. like everything she was smaller in stature you know storm is supposed to tower over wolverine but Halle Berry was smaller in stature she also um was lighter skin tone than what storm was supposed to be so making this idea of like closer to whiteness which happens to a lot of black women in hollywood she also um really leaned into more of the maternal instincts which is something else that has been placed on black women portrayals as the mammy figure throughout like different moments of history, right? Going all the way back to like Gone with the Wind. The ones that were more assimilationist and closer to heteronormativity, like this idea of like being white, straight, cis, was much more the Halle Berry version versus Storm in the 90s, which was more of a queer version. And her fans always tended to be more drawn to that one. And they also tended to be drawn towards storm from the 80s chris claremont's version whenever she redid her entire look and she had the mohawk that was when it was introduced and there's a whole storyline around this like awakening of herself and understanding more about herself after killing callisto and all this stuff but um <laughs> but we digress read we the digress comics y'all <laughs> no that's super interesting uh take i wouldn't have looked at but 100% there is no motherly kind of feeling to Storm in the 90s animated series. And it's something that I never like pondered before. But yeah, because Storm is very much like, I want to be the leader. I want to make sure everyone in the team is good. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> Storm is just like, I'm fucking powerful in the 90s comics. See, it's <laughs> yeah, true. it's so true. <laughs> and then during that time, too, that was also during queer history where you know, the AIDS epidemic was happening and ACT UP and those types of screaming for our lives organizations were really around. And I think that also really touched on Storm as a character in that time where it was like her voice commanded, commanded a presence, but also she, again, her powers were always so volatile to the space around her and being able to control the space. I think that power also really translated into kind of act up and um, the energy they gave, you know? Yeah. Do you know and, uh, if she was maybe one of the first superheroes where her powers were so connected to her uh, emotions and everything? Because that is very true in terms of how she acts like she gets angry they are more powerful if she, 
And as she gets older and controls them more, she has more control over that, obviously. But like, is, is she one of the first ones or do you know that? Um, well, I know with most mutants, their powers tend to be activated around puberty whenever they have like a really high stress situation normally. Um, but I think as far as like emotions being so heavily relied upon around, around the powers and causing such devastation, I think Storm is probably one of the first. Jean Grey is probably around there too, I would say. But as for the others, there's not I can think of off the top of my head that are like, and you know someone's listening to this right now being yeah, like, they're gonna comment. Bish, there was this, this, and this. <laughs> we have a rule. Don't come for my guests. That's my rule. Um, you can politely correct us. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, but that no, that ties into similar, because around that time, but people just had anger and someone who actually expressed that anger and a power came out of them is super poignant, right? When way before you thought of the word thesis, when did Storm start to come into your life? When do you remember kind of the first time Storm hit your eyes, hit your imagination? Yeah, so it was uh, X-Men Evolution. That was like one of the first times where I was just like, "Ooh, she is beautiful. And what she controls like rain and like look at her hair when the wind is whooping around like um, and then that got me into figuring out more about her. And so around that time, X-Men Legends on PS2 came out, always played as her. And then I started exploring more around X. I think it was like Wolverine and his friends. And then I went, the movies came out, started going through all the movies. And then that's when I actually kind of went circular back around and started reading comics with her. The first one I ever read was the one where her and Black Panther gets married. Yeah, it was a Black Panther technically, but it, you got a twofer. You know, her her gown was beautiful. I can't remember the, the, the design. You bought it for the wedding. Now I understand. <laughs> it was just so pretty and she looked gorgeous. And they had an, I can't remember the designer's name now, but they had an actual designer like design her wedding dress for the comic. And plus, I always love anything where you can just like backsplash with just like every character you could possibly think of. And it's yes. so exciting. Whereas movies, they're like, we don't have the budget for that. <laughs> I can't hire Chris Evans to stand in the back of every scene or yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love that you bought it for the wedding dress like that, that, that tracks and probably something I would do as well. Um, uh, what is uh, something of storm that you have owned, like something like an item or something? Is there anything of storm in particular, like that you've owned? Yeah. I mean, everything like, um, t-shirts, action figures, bobbleheads, probably, I would say my favorite that I have not been able to buy yet because I refused to spend the money just yet but there is a figure and i i think it's like kyoto or something like that it's in my amazon cart it's like 500 yes. but it's a beautiful full figure she's like riding wind as well as like sentinel parts are in the wind oh, oh that's fucking cool i really want that one but i mean i have all the like odds and ends anything storm related i will buy i love going to comic book stores we have second and charles is what's called here in Charlotte as well as novelty toys and I'll go in there and I'll just go through every single little package of people who have brought stuff in and if it's Storm I'm like I got it like 
Um, I expect a photo of everything. Um, <laughs> how with the thesis, right? Connecting to the LGBTQ community and also just your overall obsession of the look of storm. How does she like come across your day to day? So I'm a huge gardener. I love being outside. I love nature. Um, so during the summer in North Carolina, when we don't have rain for a while, I'm like, God, if I only throw the freaking weather, it wouldn't take me two hours to water all of our plants. So storm actually plays a huge part in my day to day because, and I think this is kind of answering the question. I come from a, like I said, a small town, but I also have a lot of like, you know, childhood trauma, like insert horrible thing that happened to you here. Right. Um, And so I do something called like EMDR, which is a type of uh, psychotherapy that helps. I can't remember like what the, it's like eye movement, rapid desensitization, but it's basically working through trauma, PTSD. Anyone who has PTSD, I highly recommend asking someone through therapist about EMDR because it has been life-changing to me. But um, in one of those sessions, what I first learned is you have to create your safe space in your mind and you want people there with you who you can pull on for parts that you need. Um, strength, mm. for example. So for me, it was my grandmother, my Bobo, because of she, her loving caringness and always like being my advocate. The other person was uh, Lucille Ball from I Love Lucy. Been obsessed yes. with her since I was eight. And yes. not I Love Lucy as a character, but Lucille Ball as the person because she was a kick-ass female businesswoman, didn't take any yes. rough. And the third person was Storm. And Storm always helped me express anger that I didn't ever get to express. So throughout my my day if I become overly anxious if I become angry if I need to meditate for a moment um, I go to her and I will literally visualize her standing behind me and like I'll reach out my hands like lightning like it just helps me I like love process that. yeah <laughs> I love that for me it's it's similar I don't do EMDR but like my uh, substitution I do a lot in my brain but yeah that's what I mine is telekinetic abilities I connect with Storm's best friend Jean Grey when she's yes. the phoenix a lot for reasons this podcast is not going to get into maybe another one some other time um how long did that thesis take to write um and have you ever like gotten sick of the amount of time you've spent on storm (laughs) yeah so it's from data collection onwards it took about two years i (laughs) really started hating comics because i had to read i think i ended up reading over 150 comic books but the worst part was i had to cite every single comic book in my thesis and they didn't know how to cite it. They, I was like, there are like six options. Um, so I had to get all this info for all these comics. That is, for everyone listening, that is author, artist, publisher, everything. That's a lot the of fucking things. The name of the comic and the name of the story. So those are two oh different things. Oh my God, things. really? You gotta do oh, it. Like, I didn't it was think that. ungodly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think... It definitely took me some time to kind of step away from, I would say, comics and reading. But Storm, I I still just okay. like... She's in your safe space. Yeah, like, like yeah. I, I just don't know if I could ever get sick of her. That's the reason I'm really hoping that Kevin Feige does her justice as a character with the casting. Yeah. And they finally just like show the powerful ass woman she is. I- I hope that they not only do they show the powerful ass woman she is, but they give her the story that she deserves because every time we've seen her, 
the story has never revolved around her. Nope. And she needs to have a story revolve around her in order to get a full understanding of who she is. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You gotta have like that full moment and Fox has really went the way whenever they own the X-Men rights, they really went that way of Wolverine and all that stuff. But Wolverine's never really been like, he was not the original leader of the X-Men, like, right? Like Cyclops, him and Storm have always kind of went back and forth and Storm even defeated Cyclops when she didn't have powers for leadership of the X-Men. <laughs> so I'm just like, Storm needs her due diligence. Yes. There's that beauty. And I really hope that Kevin Feige does not let us down with the X-Men overall. If they go young X-Men, I'm going to check out. I'll be so pissed. I'm like, no, I want at least like 30 and above. Like, give me that age range. I don't want no teenagers. I don't need no like early adolescents. I've already been from up through my 20s. They were, they were not fun. We're the people that are paying for this. Come on, Kevin. Understand. <laughs> um, with everything that you've said that you have in your house that is storm related we don't have to get into specific numbers but i'm curious <laughs> when we talk about money um two questions around it like what is kind of what have you spent on on storm and if you had the option to make money off of Storm, how would you do that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would say money. I don't have any of her expensive busts or figures because I refuse to pay too much for them. Um, I think the most expensive thing I have of her right now is um, when Barbie came out with the limited edition of her Jean Grey Mystique. I did those pre-order. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I have I have all three of them. And uh, that one's probably the most expensive. I think it's around 50 bucks because I just love having little bits and pieces of Storm around. I don't know, maybe like a couple thousand dollars, maybe. That's my reason why I keep my pop vinyls or my Legos. Is so I just need little reminders. I like that way that you put that. I like it. Right? Just like a <laughs> little sprinkling here and there, you know? Um, <laughs> if I can make money off Storm, I actually kind of do. So um, one uh, through Awesomely Authentic, one of the uh, workshops that I do is LGBT representation and I bring in Storm and a few other characters who are queer icons but not necessarily queer themselves in their spaces. I also teach and have taught um, superheroes in U.S. media so like bringing in superheroes you know I'm always going to be like let's talk about Storm. Um, because Storm brings in gender, she brings in race, she brings in sexuality. She had like maybe it was a reading between the lines. Read Scott McCloud's um, In the Gutter, which is like the white part in between your comic books where people fill in gaps of story. But there's like some hint hints to her and Yukio like macking on if, each other. If people listen to a former episode of Comics and Book Arthurs with Dylan, Dylan talks about that book and the gutters. That's his word that describes his passion. He loves the gutters of comics. So it's where the magic happens. It's where you get to fill it all in. You're just like, Ooh, she really did this now. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. You also make money to make money off of it. I, I think some people are too scared to make money off of passions or obsessions. And I think if you can find a way to connect it, do it. I don't say you have to, you're not writing for Marvel comics, but you connect it to your everyday life. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, I like talking about this and I can like make a little coin. Okay. I'm here for it. Exactly. Um, so with all of our obsessions, all of our passions, all of our loves, we have things that we hate. 
Is there anything that you could possibly hate about this woman, this goddess, this storm? Oh, is there anything I hate about her? Or the way maybe that she's portrayed or, or anything of that name? Wait. Yeah, so there is something I really hate about what they've done to her storyline. So in the comics, originally, when Storm meets T'Challa, aka Black Panther, she saves him from, like, I don't know, like poachers or something, like somebody trying to beat him up. They actually went back and retconned that, which means they changed the canon, but they retconned it to be Black Panther saved Storm when they were younger. What? Right? BS. They retconned it, I think, in the 90s, maybe. That's so upsetting. Oh, and I'm like, again, Hollywood and entertainment trying to diminish women, and I think women of color especially. It pisses me off. I'm like, why do they have to be, like, meek and the damsel in distress? Why can't she take care of him? Because, I mean, her powers are more impressive than Black Panther's. Yeah. Yes. 100%. (laughs) Also, they're, they're natural. No offense to Black Panther, but he has to, you know, there's the flower and all that stuff. If you don't know the lore, look it up. Watch the movie. Storm has not doped to get her powers. (laughs) This is all natural. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. That's amazing. With that, so some people are, well, not some people. People are very passionate about X-Men and characters in X-Men and not only how they're portrayed on screen, but in the comics and everything like that. One part of this conversation is how do you reveal this obsession to your personal friends and family and everything like that? But if a hater comes at you, how do you also kind of reveal that? Or do you go at them? Do you just sit back? What is what does that look like? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, everyone knows I like X-Men. <laughs> I just kind of like it as, you know, it's like the fan. I feel like people think of Matthew and they think Storm. I love Lucy and Chewbacca impression. I feel like that's like <laughs> kind of the three things they think of. Yes. So all three kind of geeky in some form or fashion. So the only time I've had people come at me, and it's usually people who are X-Men fans, and they like to, it's like this juggernaut of, haha, juggernaut, get it? Like, yeah! <laughs> um, but it's this like juggernaut of like, who has more fandom intel and information and they love to correct like oh like that didn't happen in that it happened in this and i'm like okay like we but why can't we both just like it without like having yeah. to have like yeah, geek yeah. muscle showing moments? exactly yeah so this is not a, i'm smarter than you it's just we love this let it go <laughs> we love it let it go like yeah. and yes wolverine's overrated oh i'm sorry <laughs> i said it i said it because he gets all the attention and i'm just like pause healing great what about pretty powers give the pretty powers not only that like it, no uh, whatever I'll, I'll i'll jump on your train he doesn't have the best powers like yes he might not age and yes he might be a badass but he's a badass bar fighter like compared to people who can can create a hurricane i just let's let's think about that folks <laughs> it's true i'm with you trust me i and i've always connected to the stronger female characters in x-men period as well you and every other gay boy <laughs> right it's so true ah I, there's a there's a X, an x-men woman living inside every gay boy there really is <laughs> I got two more questions for you before the last one. Um, But is this book kind of your biggest accomplishment or something that you're super proud of yourself that's connected to Storm? Or do you have something that you would want to do that you would be like, 
I have shown my obsession of Storm. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, by far the thesis has been. It's, you know, it's still one of the, the largest, I think it still is the largest thesis that's been written for my program. People can cite it for their, like, research papers. I've presented on different chapters at pop culture and academic uh, conferences on it. And so it's also really validating when you get in that space of academia and you find other people who are just as obsessed with reading between the lines and deep diving into these things that some people think have no impact on our lives. But for most of us, and I think especially folks who feel different or ostracized or don't see themselves always in media, these characters have a huge impact in our lives. And I love that, you know, I was able to kind of finagle that all into a book that nearly broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's not fully broken. I love that. She's still healing, I think. <laughs> uh, all right. So last question, and then we're going to move on to some nerdy knowledge. So. You died, and uh, <laughs> because we're so close, and you know how I am, people ask me to go through their personal belongings after they die. It's you know a fun thing I do. Um, <laughs> so while going through your personal belongings, I found a secret little area, a secret compartment, and oh, we opened it, and there was a box and a note, and on the note it read, "Whatever is in this box represents my obsession." What's in the box? Wow. <laughs> it can be anything physical emotional metaphysical whatever you want it to be well my first inclination is to make a joke and just say it was a puddle and being like it was <laughs> just, it was one of storm snowballs and i melted <laughs> that was my first inclination i will accept that answer but i i feel like you can go deeper <laughs> uh you know i would actually put a white sheet and this is why i'm about to get deep with it i love it so whenever I was pretending to be a little gay, not pretending to be a little gay boy, I was a little gay boy pretending to be Storm, I would wear a white cape so that it would be blowing and flowy and pretty. Um, so I would put that in there because something when I was writing my thesis that I found whenever I was like really mulling over of how interesting it was that a white queer kid from the middle of, you know, Appalachia, Southwestern Virginia, racism prevalent, being a black woman mutant controlling the weather and the signifier that held the most part of that was a white sheet that had traditionally been used as KKK vibes. And I had kind of claimed it for myself as a badge and a sign of like the strong black woman in my life. Did the cape also something that I connected with Storma? She had, she had the first cape that attached to her hands. <laughs> the thumbs! Yep. <laughs> Yes, that's why I love sweaters. Yes, the yes, she was. She was a first fashionable uh, superhero. That's, that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you for this talk as well. Um, I loved it. But now I'm going to test your knowledge. Get oh, ready. God. Nerdy knowledge time. Nine questions with 27 points possible. Get ready. Oh. And bonus points are always acceptable if you have more yes. to answer. Okay. All right. So writer Len Wayne and artist Dave Cockrum created Storm from what two character concepts? Oh, damn. What two character concepts did they use? Mm. So you mean like they based them off 
a previous figure to previous figure. Yes. I will say more visually than like the backstory, but visually they created her off of two characters. Oh, I have no clue. My, well, no, I don't think it would be her. Uh, for some reason, I feel like I'm hearing Diana Ross in my mind. Ooh, I take a stab. Just a guess. Um, so I'm going to go with Diana Ross and oh, what year would that be? It's too early for her. And oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We'll say Diana Ross is your answer. Oh, um, oh um, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Um, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Neither are correct. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> a character called Typhoon and a character called the Black Cat. So Typhoon was originally a male character that had weather-like powers. Um, and then the Black Cat in terms of the look Right. If you know Spider-Man, there's a black yes. cat character and it's a very similar look to that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. The and more you know. Did you I know. know. And then Jean Grey, uh, there was a cape drawn for her at one point. That was a concept that they used as Storm as Storm's final cape. Little interesting tidbit oh since you brought gosh. up her cape. I know. <laughs> Which, if you think about how the 90s animated series in particular, because that's very, I'm very familiar with that compared to comics, the look of Final Gene is very storm like. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's true. It's true. It's funny, right? Oh, I love it. All right, next one. And I'm surprised we didn't dive into this. So, and I know you'll know this one. Storm suffers from intense claustrophobia. What event in her past is the cause of this? Yeah, I believe it was so Storm was in, I think I said earlier, like Kenya, but it was Cairo, Egypt. Um, so Storm uh, grew up in Cairo. She went to Harlem. Her parents then went back and um, I believe like a rocket or something like hit their house and killed her parents and she was trapped under the rubble. Two points for you. She was <laughs> trapped under the rubble in Cairo. Um, it was it was a plane, but like a rocket, a rocket on the plane exploded and was yeah. So it was the same. So two points <laughs> to you. <laughs> and full disclosure, I wrote my thesis almost fifteen years ago. So. Yeah. Um. So you said Kenya. So yes, Harlem, Cairo, and Kenya are the three major cities that keep getting brought up about her past. So it could have been there too. <laughs> um, and for those that are listening because they want to come for me, that answer's question can be found in Uncanny X-Men number 102. Oh, you better work. <laughs> I didn't do it for all of them. So, <laughs> uh, All right. Four points are possible for this one. So I have four answers. With an iconic look, Storm's white hair, blue eyes, and gifts of sorcery come from an African witch priestess, priestess ancestry. <laughs> she shares this with her mother. What were Storm's parents' names and their occupations? <laughs> names i have no clue uh, but I, I do think that um i think her dad was a professor or a teacher or was her mom i'm feeling like professor teacher and then maybe the mom was like a nurse i don't know uh, uh her mom might have had some little jobs here and there but the title that she has is princess 
of Kenya. Okay. Um, <laughs> and her name is Nadar, N apostrophe D A R E. I think it's pronounced Nadar. And then her father, David Monroe, Aurora Monroe, uh, was an American photojournalist. Oh, photojournalist! But yes. <laughs> so close. I'm like, I remember that now. <laughs> Um, we alluded to Storm being a natural born leader. She has had many positions and titles of being a leader. How many leadership positions can you name? Oh, gosh. So I know she was the leader of was it blue? Like X-Men blue or something like that. It was when Herm Cyclops divided up. He was over yellow. She was over blue or when it was vice versa. And then um, she's also been the leader of the. I can't remember what they called them now. Um, it was when they did the all like female ver like superheroes. It was in like one of the more recent comic book vibes well i will tell you i do not have that one in my notes so you're gonna get a point for knowing that (laughs) (laughs) um she was also the leaders of the morlocks for a little bit i believe yes That's all I can think of. So the three that you didn't say, I didn't truly know, um, but they're in the comics. Uh, She was the queen of Kenya. Uh, After she lost her powers, that whole thing, she did end up becoming like reigning for a while, too, I believe. She was probably the queen of Wakanda, too, for a while, right? (laughs) Yes. Yep. (laughs) Uh, She was the regent of Mars. Because with Doctor Doom and a storyline dealing with him, they colonized Mars and she could affect the weather. So she became a huge ecosystem, like integral to the ecosystem of Mars. Wow. I never Um, knew that. Yeah. So she was the queen or the regent of Mars. Uh, She also was the leader of Justice League of X-Men, which is JLX. Okay. Touche. Which is just a, a bunch of X Men and everything, um, <laughs> but you got three points for that. For I mean, you know, like we're, yeah. we're coming through it. <laughs> yeah, we got it. I love it. Um, I love the Morlocks storyline because I'm all for stories being like there's people living in our sewers. I love it. It's a trope, but I fucking love it. So good. <laughs> all right, next question: What portion of Xavier's school? Did Nightcrawler leave to Storm that she helped flourish? Girl, where did you find these cool oh, questions? <laughs> um, I mean, knowing Storm, I'm going to say the, like, courtyard such. Like, all the aviary sections. It was the botanical garden, oh, but you're on, the, you're on it. You're on that path. So something that I found out while doing this research and everything, and I, you brought it up a little bit, but we can dive in, is Storm is a gardening expert. Uh-huh. Like it's something that she loves and has a passion about. And so Nightcrawler left her that and she would be found meditating in the botanical gardens and like her energy and her powers grew because of the botanical gardens as well. Yes, ma'am. That's crazy. Is that also why you garden maybe subconsciously? Um, I would say, I mean, subconsciously, of course, but it's definitely (laughs) a healing moment. Like Mm -hmm. it's like being surrounded. And I, I really think you, listen closely the wind and all that stuff helps kind of guide you on what you're like decisions you should make and when you should chill out and when you should push forward and you know all right so we talked about it a couple times here 
But how were Storm's powers taken from her? Oh, good one. Oh, my God. My my fiance is going to be so upset with me. Because <laughs> I know that she had killed Callisto. And that sent her down this like path of like, was she hit by? For some reason, I'm thinking that she just like lost them because of that whole journey of a person. But I could be I'm, I think I'm wrong. You are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you all could see Michael's face, like, as I'm, I'm like, maybe I'm on the right track. And then no. she's like, no, you're wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> I like to give encouraging faces and then break them. Uh, <laughs> she lost from a neutralizing gun. Uh, so people who don't know the X-Men story, <sighs> there's an X gene in all X-Men, and that's what gives them their powers. But then in some point in the story, we found they found a way to neutralize that gene so she was accidentally shot by henry guy rich who t- took her powers away yeah yeah that that definitely sounds legit i was just like <laughs> and you know what's upsetting is like my fiance he's a big x-men fan and he loves when we're talking about it to like be like that piece of knowledge is wrong <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna love this section then, he isn't is. he? he's gonna be like how did you not know that i'm gonna be like Ah. I wrote this thesis 15 years ago. Right? And he still reads comics, like, oh. I think, like, you know, on the semi-regs. So, yeah, he's he's going to come for me. Well, and don't come for me if I get anything wrong in this, then, either. <laughs> Please. Uh, next question. Storm and Black Panther stepped in as leaders of what iconic Marvel superhero group? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll give you a hint. Is this the, might is help. It, is it the Avengers? It's not. Do you want the hint? <laughs> the hint is the reason these two members stepped away was to focus on rebuilding their broken relationship. Oh, they, uh, Scott and Jane? Fantastic Four? I don't know. Yeah! <laughs> I wanted you to say it! <laughs> Come on, Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Reed Richards being a horrible husband, her you. Horrible husband. Apparently, they stepped away and married Black Panther, and Storm stepped in. So that does they were still feel somewhat familiar, but also to everyone that was a shot in the dark. Slash, I would not have done it without like it's fine. (laughs) Um, Next question: What villain did Storm face? that took her memories and de-aged her back to a preteen. Holy shit. Uh, this is probably after your thesis happened, I'm assuming, but I don't know. Yeah, because I ran up until about 1985. Okay. A little bit into the 90s, but I don't like, I, don't, I didn't like the style of the 90s. But anyway, I'll repeat the question. <laughs> what is the villain's name that took Storm's memories and de-aged her back to being a preteen? Oh, What's that man's name? Oh, my goodness. My dog is trying to tell me. Yeah, he is. He's like, <laughs> Dad, you idiot. Um, uh, What is his uh, name? Uh, Mephisto? No. Nanny. <laughs> Who? It's just Nanny. <laughs> Who the hell is Nanny? I know. So Nanny, apparently one of the storylines, took the memories, de-aged a bunch of the X-Men's, which then gave Storm back her powers from after having it neutralized because she went back to being a preteen and had to relive her life. So. Work queen. 
<laughs> so that I'm assuming that happened fairly recently, but I don't know. Comics, so don't come for me, people. Right. Let's be honest. Comics are the yeah. longest running soap opera where it never and, and then add superpowers into it. Like, oh my God. not only can I be married to my twin brother and died and come back to life six times, <laughs> but I could have also had three different power sets. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question, and this one is worth ten points. All right. Storm has been connected to others in the comic series. How many of Storm's romantic partners, partners can you name? Oh, okay. Um, Black Panther, Bishop. Oh, wait, not Bishop. What's the freaking guy? Um, oh, my God. It's like one of her main ones, too. Is it Bishop? I thought it was. He's like an inventor or whatever. Ah, it is not Bishop. <laughs> What is his name? Forge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, little side fact, Sorge invented the gun that ended up taking Storm's powers away. Ah, see. Soap opera. Soap opera. <laughs> uh, Wolverine. Yes. I mean, I would say Yukio, but it's not technically canon. Everything that I looked up says it's canon. Is so, it? Okay. Yeah, it's on there. Literally trying <laughs> to find something of them kissing is nearly impossible. Yeah. It's it, 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 everything that I said, it's, it's all alluded to. You never see on screen, but that's what they say. That is 100% or on panel. That's ah, right. Yes. And folks, that's where you read in the gutter. And that's yes. where like, people fill it in. Right. <laughs> um... I feel like there's another one. There are six more. Holy shit. Don't run around. <laughs> I love it. Um, who else is she finagled with? Because I'm trying to think like through. Because my area that I paid attention to the most was Mohawk era storm. Yes. So she did nothing basically. Uh, Which I don't know. Hilariously. And you back me up if this is true. They said it was a joke drawing her that way yeah and then it then people just was just like yeah it looks great yeah it's supposed to be a joke um did she ever finagle with with no she did she mess with cyclops yes she did in an alternate earth i'm picturing them making out in my head so i'm like yep. that's probably a panel i've seen in my mind nice i don't know why i'm also thinking <laughs> the shadow guy uh Never mind, it's not. That's as many as I can come up with. <laughs> ah, I, I, this guy might be who you're thinking of, but I don't. I don't know who this one is. Anyway, so the five that you didn't get: Beast. She messed around with Beast in X Men Ultimate. Doctor Doom, Quicksilver, Slipstream, and Angel. Wow, I yeah, like Doom sounds familiar, but none of the rest of them do. Again, the soap opera. The soap opera. I yeah, should have just right? named all the like main X Men characters. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 11, 12 points. I'm so proud of you. You did great. Failed technically. <laughs> Actually, not technically. She did fail. <laughs> points don't matter. What matters is Storm is the star here. Right? She's the love. She is the she is the moment. She is the Mary. Hopefully she gets her own like everything and she finally yes. gets her due diligence kevin feige because we know you listen to this <laughs> i'm going to send it to kevin feige and be like hashtag listen <laughs> i love it all right but we're not done yet we have talk nerdy to me talk nerdy talk nerdy talk nerdy to me uh first one is top three 
what are your top three favorite storm moves or power moments? Oh, goodness. Um, I love when she defeats Cyclops without her powers for mm. leadership. I mean, that is just like next level. And he had his powers. So she's a really great hand-to-hand combatter as well. I love in the X-Men films in uh, X2, whenever she's doing all the tornadoes to get rid of the fighter jets. That's a really fun one. And then in X-Men Legends, the PS2 game, when you got to use her ultimate power and it was lightning that just like went all around the screen and hit every single person. And it was just always when you press that button, you were like, ah, like you just felt the power. <laughs> Love it. Next one is your dead desert island question. So I mix this up for you a little bit. Oh, thank you. If you were Storm, what would you do with your powers as the first moment <laughs> you wake up tomorrow and it's like, oh, I can control the weather. What would you do? Oh, goodness. That's so good. Uh, my first thought is I'd use lightning to destroy to destroy logging trucks. I don't know why that's like <laughs> my first. We have logging trucks at my house in Virginia, and they're like just destroying the mountains. <laughs> I want to be like, stop cutting down trees. <laughs> that's so awesome. I mean, anything <laughs> else? I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that feels pretty good. I mean, I, I might fly around a little bit. I'm not big on heights, so that's kind of a waste of power on me. But, you know. I love that. I'm not big on heights either. <laughs> Anytime someone's like, oh, I want to learn to fly. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm like, I have to take an Ativan and have like a bourbon before I can get on a plane. Like <laughs> what makes you think this without anything is going to go fly? <laughs> I love that. Um, top event. What is your favorite storyline? What's well, like your top storyline of Storm? One that you connect with? I am very much so just connected to her storyline of when she did get the Mohawk because it was post the Brood Saga and all this stuff. She was really finding herself. She was lost. She didn't have her powers. She had changed so much externally and it really ostracized her from the other X-Men in so many ways. But she fought and came back and and came back stronger and came back as a leader. Something about the the fight, which I feel like sometimes is hard in life, is to keep fighting, keep pushing, because life is fucking hard. I hate being Amen. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I think something too, you've touched on it a couple times uh, as well, but doing something for yourself, like Storm did in terms of her outside experience that not everyone enjoyed but she stuck to it because of her strength and what she needed to do right like i think that speaks to that too all right so with people who don't know storm maybe uh want to get more involved in storm x-men as well we can kind of probably tag that in where should someone start it's easy to jump into i would say the the films but X-Men animated series is on Disney Plus right now from the 90s. That is by far and large, I feel like, one of the best representations because it is pretty comic accurate. Um, it also gives a really great just, like, vibe for the storm that I love and adore. And then I would say Chris Claremont's run of storm and the x-men which is like 1980s to like early 1990s that's a really good run and so i would probably recommend those two as a start get marvel unlimited you can easily access all the old comics so yeah well that was the next question where's the best place to find these old comics or online 
Um, what did you say? Disney Plus has the 90s show, correct? Uh-huh. Disney Plus has, it also has the X-Men and the Wolverine and X-Men Evolution. Marvel Unlimited has all the comics, even up-to-date comics. Storm does have her own run of comics from, like, I think the early 2000s. There's about five or six of them in it. Um, and you can buy those from any of your comic book shops. Most of them still have the bigger versions that they've, like, compiled together, whatever those are called, anthologies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. What is your favorite random fact about Storm? Ooh, I love this. I mean, the one that does just like pop to mind is her claustrophobia issue, just because she doesn't ever really seem bothered by much. One thing I do love is uh, her relationship with Kitty Pride is actually like, people don't talk about it that often, but um, she was like a, a very much so a, a loving leader figure in Kitty Pride's life. And I think where Kitty goes on to be such a huge part of the X-Men and leader in the later comics, especially like in the past, like the 2000s comics, she'll allude to it occasionally about Storm's impression on her. And I always thought that was nice. I think there's, uh, in the research that I did when she changed to the Mohawk, Hawk. Kitty Pride didn't take it well. Like there's some scenes in the comics that Kitty Kitty was not happy. Yeah, so. <laughs> there's just one where she's just like, "How could you?" Yeah, that's what came up. It's <laughs> just like, "All right, it's hair." But good to know that they actually had some sort of like relationship. Maybe not romantic, but like uh, some side of that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, they had like a they had a nice like they were very close. I think it was like more like a mentor mentee vibe. Uh, if I like blank. Then I will like Storm. If you like, I mean, I would say if you like kick-ass females in general. So if you like, if you like like stuff like Tomb Raider, Laura Croft, anything in that vibe where a female or a woman is not afraid to utilize their power in whatever fashion that is, you will like Storm. Last one for Talk Nerdy to me. It's the if you know, if you know, you know section. So I want you to talk to all the other Storm obsessed people out there. And say something only they would know. What happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> the same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> That's all I'm going to Yes. I love that. Use it against your enemies, y'all. <laughs> well, thank you for this chat, Matthew. I truly appreciate it. It's been great. Yes. Thank you for letting me talk about my obsession and my love for a character that I think she's going to have her moment even more so in mainstream in the sun. And so I'm excited for that moment of life and entertainment. <laughs> I am too. Uh, but before you go, why don't you do your plugs, tell everyone where they can find find you uh maybe reach out to you to do some teaching with marvel influences yes <laughs> uh so yeah you can check me out uh awesomely a-w-e-s-o-m-e-l-y authentic.com uh also on instagram awesomely authentic and linkedin awesomely authentic or you can connect with me on linkedin matthew french you'll see my beautiful face and you can also hear my chewbacca impression beautiful why because he's awesomely authentic yes! everyone that's wow. why <laughs> uh and thank you listeners for tuning in again you can always connect with us at your nerdy o on tiktok insta and twitter and email us at your nerdy o at gmail.com also please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll see you next time y'all all right bye, bye.